0: kind of the last strategy that we're going to touch upon today is one-to-one conversations. I don't know if you remember a couple of years back after Janice, we had everybody recorded and in the during ConCon, Con, we had those one-on-one conversations. Yeah, then freaking COVID happened, right? And we started doing things digitally a lot more often because COVID kind of robbed us of that person-to-person interacting. So I'm going to tell you a way of, it's just one tool. It's it's up to you. Those one on one conversations are critical. What I would say to you, and I'm gonna kind of put strategic planning and and this one-to-one, I'm gonna tie it in together. So if we start the timeline, let's say we start it with summer, just so and you can pick up at any point, but I think summer is a great time to get your executive board together and start to talk about these things. So you've got your executives on board with you, you've got your building reps and You sit down and over the summer, I went to it on site, I would, you know, go someplace where you can have lunch, but a place where you can meet and you can talk. In your folder, you have a a couple things to help you with this. You've got a strict one-on-one conversation, like just ideas that you can ask them. um, And you've got a beginning story. So if you're at your strategic planning meeting, you pass out to everybody that's there this sheet in your folders that says, telling your union story. Take a minute. If you are just involved with in the union, you need to figure why are you doing this? Why is this work important? How did you get involved? I will say when I was just starting out, I started out as a sofa chair. And then being in the counseling office and having a awful superintendent, my friends and my colleagues were getting sick, like physically, emotional. They was, It just exhausted. And so that was something that encouraged us to have those conversations, those one-on-one conversations. It's not underestimate the power in that. So you're at your um, strategic planning. You're telling your union story. This is how I got involved with this awful superintendent. My friends were getting sick. I knew I needed to do something. What could I do? Take some time and let other people share how they got involved. You're the president, we've got a vice president. You don't know, you might got knows that. And it's a good opportunity to talk about some common things in the district or why it's important. It's just a good starter. Also in your folder is a healthy local checklist. At this strategic planning meeting in the summer, both of best look at the things that are on there. See where your strengths are and see where your
1: weaknesses are. That's the best of point of strategic planning, right? It's a summer meeting, you come together, to planned the agenda for the year what are our union goals this year right what do we want to accomplish this year maybe it's increasing member engagement maybe that's going to be the theme of, of the coming school year but like any meeting like we've been talking about today you want it to be engaging you want it to be meaningful you are taking your members time valuable time of the summer so as aaron said have it at a brewery or a winery. get the back room space have some drinks have some food And bond with your executive board. You're bonding with them from the first minute of your strategic planning meeting. You're all sharing your union story. Okay. So now we we have this team mentality. We're in this together. We're a family. We're in this together. We're going to tackle this year together.
0: Also at that time, you should be mapping your membership. Now, some of you have a larger district and, but you're going to need your building reps there. So what I mean by mapping, you've got one, it's triple, I think in your folder it's just a basic map and what you can do with that is put the people in those rooms you won't be able to see quickly where the problems are two teachers are next to each other and they are pissed off at the union sometimes that little pocket can spread and if you can map it on the map that the secretary had and then figure out a way to attack that as an executive board then that's going to help you what I have found to be successful with my locals is at this meeting and you're you're talking about how you're going to attack this one way to kind of streamline it you've got your building reps you've got the list of people that are new hires maybe and where their location is in the school district take that group of people and divide them by all the people that are at your meeting and then so, like, say I'm a building ref at this meeting. I told my union story. I'd gone through the healthy tough list. I know where we're struggling. And now I'm going to take 10 people and I'm going to be responsible for those 10 people for the remainder of the school year. So what does that mean? It means you are going to have a one-to-one conversation with those 10 people. That's it. 10 people, that's your responsibility. And you are creating a relationship with a union and this member. Now, maybe I know Dave in the corner doesn't like me because I'm a guidance counselor and he thinks I screwed with a schedule. So somebody else is going to do that. And there might be somebody new, somebody that, you know, nobody really knows. Nobody has a relationship with. Figure out who the best person in this math idea will help. Having that one-to-one conversation, you'll see some of the ideas. And it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm coming from the union and I want to have a conversation. That's not what, what it is. It's like, hey, um, you know, how's your school year going? What's one thing
1: that's working really well for you? What's one thing that's not working well for you? Um, you can see sample questions on that orange card that's stapled inside your folder. Those are great conversation starters. Like Aaron said, it need not be work-related. Let them bring the work issues to you if they have them. But it's just building contact and relationships, really, right out the gate.
0: You can pick this person as a building ref. Like, this is the person you're going to kind of be responsible for because your kids dance together or something. You know, whatever the case may be, that conversation doesn't even necessarily have to be at school. How's your daughter doing? How's her school year looking? Like, getting to know these people. And then the key is they bring an issue to you. The one thing that's not going well, let's say, that is your question, one of your topics. You say, okay, let me see how I can deal with that. And then follow up. You know, you might not get the answers. That person might not get the answer that they want, but you can say like, okay, I talked to so-and-so, they're working on that issue, hang with me, we're still working at it. And if you've got enough building reps, then you can divide it pretty easily and it doesn't feel overwhelming. I mean, as a mobile president, I remember, I was terrible at delegating, but it's so necessary. To be able to do that, because really, if you're not doing that, you're
1: robbing your members of the full experience of the union. And you're creating a situation where you, you want to quit or you do resign because you're overwhelmed. That turnover, as we know, I turn over turnover and you leaderships not going for the membership. When we elect good presidents and we invest in them and they go to these trainings that we have year in and year out. And now they're, they've been a president for 8 years, 9 years, 10 years. They're better presidents now than they were when they were in year 1, 2, and 3. We want to support those leaders. And we can only do that by helping them take things off their plate. So, reps need to be equally accountable. The secretary, the treasurer, the vice president, equally accountable. Everybody's got an equal stake in this union. Just because the president has the title of president, right? It's not a dictatorship. We all have to come together and support. And then when you get back
0: to your executive meeting, right? Like, you fill their schedule pretty regularly. You can share what
1: you're hearing out there. And you'll be able to pick up things pretty quickly, I think. And be proactive about issues before they blow up into catastrophes. So, you know, if you've got an elementary, these one-to-one conversations in the elementary building are yielding the same commentary, like, no, everybody seems pretty much fine, except for the fact that the assistant principal in that building just keeps showing up randomly to observe lessons outside of the APPR agreement. Like he's coming in twice a week to watch me teach, which, okay, that's a legitimate concern. I'm glad we know about that. I'm glad we know that's happening because it's violative of the APPR agreement. It's nerve-wracking to be observed in general when you're planning for it, let alone when they just show up all the time and sit there and watch you and you think, of, what am I doing wrong? And So those are things that the exec board can go, okay, seeing this theme with principal so-and-so, let's go have a conversation with let's talk it out, let's see what the issue is, why he's doing this, what is he looking for?
0: Yeah. And I know to follow up with our members in the next... And when you're having those one-to-one conversations, you're going to learn stuff about your members, and they like, have things that they can contribute that you never would have known had you not had those conversations. So taking a minute and training your building reps and the other people who are going to be ambassadors, whatever you want to call them to have these conversations, it's going to take some work in the beginning, but it's going to pay off because say there's, you know, a plant closing or something like that. You have got a system already in place where you can say, okay, fill so the reps, we haven't asked now. Go to the people that you've been talking to that you've already built a relationship. We need them to show us. If you have a teacher's union and the support staff in you know, one building and they're all under nice, support each other. That might be a way to disseminate information quickly. That's where you can have those conversations. I mean, they talk about it in our job. Like when I first started, I thought that my LRS, the job was to negotiate the contract. And in many regards, it's an important part of, of our jobs. But really, we want, to keep the labor movement and union is part of everything that we do, because that is what is going to lift our membership up. I believe that is going to be the thing that is going to deal with the shortage of employees. I think people have an opportunity to get excited about something. See, you're a new member, but you've got somebody coming from the union saying, hey, how's your deer going? Is everything working out okay? We've got a meeting coming up. I would love for you to come. Do you want to come? Or there's a happy hour on Friday. Well, I see you there and like, Kind of taking them under your wing and letting them
1: know that they've got somebody that's gonna help them out. Taking this back to your strategic planning, and, and we realize the fact over now, a lot of people are in. oh shit, we didn't have a strategic plan. Planned people over the Senate, list for we forget, we're gonna do this for the rest of the year. From, schedule it this November. Just make that the goal. You go back to your local, your exec board, uh, rep council, whatever you call it, the officers and the reps. You schedule that meeting. You don't go to a winery or restaurant or some off-site place. You say, we got a strategic plan. Bring
0: a calendar.
1: Everybody knows, here's where our meetings are going to be. Here's the
0: date that we're going to reconvene to talk about our one-on-one conversations. Everybody's writing down the same thing, but it's a conversation where people can actually see it. You've got day-sending calendar before the school year starts, then it's easier to schedule things around. Because you know that
1: once the school year starts that, oh my god, we need to have awards, everything else, it gets crazy. But your anchor strategic planning, whether happening in July or August or whether it's happening this November, you're sharing your union story, you're doing the healthy local checklist. You've mapped your members and every rep now has an assigned cohort of people. Think some of the numbers in your local divided evenly among the reps that they're going to talk to. You know how many one-to-ones are going to happen that year. You set a goal as strategic planning. You say, well, it's the first year we're doing this, so let's shoot for twice. Between now and the end of June, every rep's gonna have two one-to-one conversations. The first thing should probably happen in the next month or so, but set a goal. Just set the goal then right and there at strategic planning. Train your reps. What are the conversations gonna look like? When does follow up occur? Do we let three months go by before we follow up with a member? No, set a goal and have your reps stick to it. We're all gonna follow up within it a week. Stuff like that. So you're planning the whole year. You're setting the opening day agenda. Or in this case, if you have your strategic planning in November, you're setting the agenda for the next general meeting. Maybe that's in December or January. You're setting the agenda. What is that meeting going to look like? What's the icebreaker at that meeting? What topics do we need to cover? Are we going to have food and drink? Are we going to have a raffle? Who's responsible for that? Who's going to do this? That's what you do in the summer meeting or the strategic planning meeting.
0: Believe it or not, LRS's work during the summer, so they can help you with this meeting. Yeah. They can come in and maybe provide some resources that you didn't even know you had access to.